This is IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. I'm your host, Lee Llewellyn. Today I'm talking with Andrew Carty, Vice President of Small Business at the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. And today we're going to be talking about the Indiana Small Business Development Center and how it is working in Indiana communities to support small business. So I want to thank you, Andrew, for joining me today. Uh, you and I have crossed many have pa- crossed paths many times over the years in a variety of different capacities. So I'm glad that we have been able to stay connected. And now we're talking about sort of your current gig here with uh, IEDC. So I want you to start by maybe giving me sort of an overview from your perspective of you know what's the state of small business in Indiana. The federal government's definition of small business is pretty broad, uh, so it takes in a lot of Indiana companies. But talk about sort of from a more granular standpoint, sort of what's your perspective on small business here? So our uh, our economy here in Indiana is really, really, really diverse and robust, and roughly 99%, a little over 99% of the businesses in Indiana would qualify as small. They employ over a million Hoosiers in the state. And when you look at some of the data, you'll notice that about 75% of net new jobs created in Indiana come from businesses that are younger than five years old. And so when I look at the forecast of what small business means to Indiana and why IEDC is focused on this particular area, you know, the data shows that not only is it a key driver of our economy that continues to trend upward, uh, even coming through COVID, but also, as I know you and I have talked multiple times, you know, it's such a huge, huge, huge and viable part and critical part of the quality of life and quality of place in our communities across the entire state, whether that's urban or rural, you name it. And, you know, I know I have a lot of local economic development uh, friends, a lot of regional economic development friends, utility partner friends, and what I always like to remind everyone uh, of is that when you're even bringing a prospect to town, uh, which we do all the time in this profession, you know, think of who, who you're going to be taking them out to, to lunch uh, to show off. Who are you going to be talking about when it comes to uh, the employees that they want to hire and how you want to promote your community as a place those employees want to live? I bet it's small businesses. In terms of the definition to your earlier question for small businesses, my program, the Small Business Development Center program, runs through the U.S. Small Business Administration's uh, definition, which is rather robust. Pretty pretty good rule of thumbs could be, you know, less than 100 employees, you know, roughly a million in annual revenue, but that definition is broad, broad-ranging, uh, based off of industry types and NAICS code. Uh, so it could go up to 1,500 employees or so. It can go up to $30 million in annual revenue, depending on industry type. It can be also limiting uh, for some different industries. You know, take restaurants for an example. A lot of times restaurants can move past that definition because their definition is based off of annual revenue and it's based off of an eight million number. So oftentimes they can cross that threshold quickly and especially with restaurant groups, surpass that and by the federal definition may no longer be considered a small business. So it's certainly wide ranging, uh, that definition, but we keep a, a pretty robust view of what we consider small businesses here at the IEDC. So I think probably for many of the folks in economic development, you know, they've had experience maybe over the years with the the small business development centers. 
but I know that there has been uh, some some reinvention and there has been some rethinking about how the small business development centers operate. So your challenge now is give us sort of the the current view of how does the Indiana Small Business Development Center network operate now and give us a little bit of a, an update. Yeah, absolutely. So the Indiana Small Business Development Center Network's been around nearly 40 years. We're going on almost our 40 year anniversary. And in that time, we've served over 50,000 entrepreneurs and small businesses across Indiana. The program, like I mentioned, is hosted by the Indiana Economic Development Corporation and funded in partnership with collaboration through the U.S. Small Business Administration. But like any long-standing institution or business, it's evolved, to your point. And today, we do operate as a statewide organization with resources and regional offices that cover every single one of our 92 counties here in Indiana. Those offices are deployed in partnership with regional and local hosts. Organizations such as university campuses and our teams partner very, very frequently also with local organizations like Chambers of Commerce, Lido groups, nonprofits, you name it. Uh, the program's truly evolved into a, a, a robust P3 that combines federal, state, local, and local on both the public and private side. In total today, we field just over 100 staff statewide. And those 100 staff on a monthly basis touch and serve about 1,000 clients, 1,000 different entrepreneurs and small businesses. And like I mentioned previously, with, with the data, supporting you know why entrepreneurship and small business is so important for the IEDC to focus on we're really excited that this program has evolved to really hone in on you know this sector and be deployed through IEDC in a way that can serve our homegrown businesses our rural businesses uh, in a capacity that some of the other programs in our agency by nature just don't get a chance to touch as frequently and so by leveraging you know the partnerships that we have like I mentioned with universities economic development organizations local communities our, our program and what it's evolved to is a much more comprehensive and robust network that's intended to directly support entrepreneurs and small businesses and help them navigate what are increasing complexities you know when it comes to starting and, and growing a small business here in the state so you talk about navigating so at the local level though from if if I'm that local economic developer and I want to access your services on behalf of somebody a company that I'm working with what do you actually do what do those local those local um, small business development centers actually do so our local small business development centers uh, which which are deployed regionally but serve every single county and provide local service they provide a, a range of functions, core mission being one-on-one -on -one counseling, one-on-one -on -one advising okay. to small businesses and entrepreneurs. But those services can range into training, they can range into general education opportunities, and when it comes to working with a local economic development office, I would say you know, the partnership piece of it is just as important as the programming opportunity. You know, programming through a small business to truly, truly help, or through an SBDC, to truly, truly help a small business or entrepreneur move forward, you know, could be anything ranging from business planning assistance to market research, market validation, to financial projections to go access capital, to more sophisticated elements like exporting or valuations or succession planning. So it's a tool 
on the programming side, but also on the partnership side, our local and regional SBDC offices work really, really closely with many Lido's across the state to share knowledge. You know, what's going on in the area, being that frontline real-time data set, you know, our offices get to see and hear challenges that small businesses face in real time and can partner with Lido's and Rito's to understand the area, understand how it's developing, understand how best to serve entrepreneurs and small businesses. And I've got SBDC uh, network staff and regional directors that have a variety of different relationships with their Lido offices. Those could be, we have lunch or coffee, you know, one-on-one -on, -one on a regular basis. Those could be, you know, they join the Lido board meeting at least once a year and just kind of talk about the state of entrepreneurship or how they partner. Could be more formalized, like doing BRNE visits together and stuff like that. Or in a lot of cases, Lido's will actually partner financially with our SBDC offices if they want to drive and see a little bit more service in their particular county or area. Well, that's interesting. So it seemed to me, so at one time, and maybe this is old understanding, but there would be workshops that maybe the Small Business Development Center would do to come in and just talk about, you know, A, what they do, but also to perhaps promote just more business startups. Are there still workshops that are being done? Absolutely, regionally, and they've evolved to a variety of different topics. You know, those, those training activities, you know, really have to keep pace with business needs, and so we've got workshops that revolve around launching and starting your own business, you know, a really in-depth walkthrough of what to think about when you have an idea to plan that out, to vet that with research, to put together a plan and financials, all the way through how to actually get the business registered, thinking through HR and hiring your first people if you're going that route, deploying a marketing or sales strategy, you name it. Then we've also got trainings and workshops that are, again, hyper-specific. Maybe it's around you know bookkeeping or quickbooks could be around something like exporting a very tactical conversation so workshops and trainings certainly on that end into the spectrum are a huge huge component of what the SBDC, SBDC network does outside of just that one-on-one -on -one, very custom bespoke counseling so the one-on-one -on -one counseling I mean how common is that is that is that sort of the exception to what your folks do, or is that really sort of the meat and potatoes of kind of what happens at the local level? I think that's the meat and potatoes, for sure. It's a good, good way to describe it. Uh, and that's really, you know, the key value driver for the SBDC network is being able to sit down one-on-one -on -one with a business owner or a prospective business owner, uh, understand that they have very unique situations and challenges, no matter where they are, geographically, industry-wise, or just in their journey of starting or growing or expanding a business, being able to sit down one-on-one, -on -one, have a real relationship that's not limited to you know, one meeting, can be long-term relationships. We've got clients that come in and meet with a business advisor one-on-one, -on -one, one time, because they have a tactical question. They get it answered and they're off and running. We've got clients that come in and meet with a business advisor one-on-one -on, -one on a very recurring basis for years. Uh, to get continued support on strategy and growth. But to your, to your point, one-on-one -on -one counseling, I would call our core service. Okay. Our traditional core service that is the most customized, the most localized for the businesses that we serve. 
And I guess I, I ask that because I think uh, I used to think of that as really more of the exception, that more of the time was spent on sort of the mass training, the workshops and things like that, and it was more of an exception. So I think that that's probably perhaps a misconception that people may have about how the small business development centers operate, seeing it more again sort of as the group activities as opposed to the one-on-one -on -one, uh, types of activity. And I guess that's why you have 100 people around the state is that that gives you a little bit more broad coverage. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I get a little bit confused and uh, because it, are we using the term small business and entrepreneur interchangeably? Are they one and the same thing or is there some kind of a distinction there in terms of who gets service? Uh, great question. Certainly a common question. In terms of a distinction of who gets service, any, any company located in Indiana, interested in locating in Indiana, that wants to start a small business or has a small business that's run as a for-profit essentially qualifies to be a client and get service. Uh, and again, we use the small business definition by the U.S. Small Business Administration to determine that. In terms of the common question between entrepreneur versus small business and that definition, used interchangeably often, and sometimes I fall into the category of using that definition interchangeably, but there are subtle differences there. To me, any small business is an entrepreneurial endeavor. It is, and it has to be to move forward. The seventh generation family-owned small business, I think, is an entrepreneurial endeavor. Just working with one recently that's moving into exporting for the first time. That's a new innovative change for them. Entrepreneur uh, might not have a business yet. So there is a little subtle difference there in that they may not have actually started an entity. but. I think more than what's the difference between an entrepreneur and small business, the thing that I've noticed, and you may have as well, working with Lido's, Rito's partners across the state is kind of the, the gut reaction when you hear the word entrepreneur. I get a lot, and I'm sure you do as well, you know, a gut reaction of, well, it's a tech startup yeah. or something like that. Right. Uh, and as someone who grew up in a rural community and, and loves working with our rural communities, the, the definition of an entrepreneur is far beyond that. You know, our current Secretary of Commerce, one of the things that uh, I think has been most inspiring for him is, is a message, a continued message for our team of entrepreneurship for all, uh, not just for tech companies. Although that's a huge space for us and we love it, you know, for a rural community, a hardware store can be an entrepreneurial venture and a small business, a car wash, a meat processing facility uh, that provides local good food um, and serves its farmers in the area is an entrepreneurial small business venture. And so I do encourage everyone to think about you know, the importance that those companies play, not just tech companies, and that when you hear the word small business, entrepreneur, you don't just think tech companies. Uh, think beyond that. Think more expand, expanded than that. And it goes back to that quality of life, quality of place discussion we were having earlier. You know, those companies not just being critical to the communities that they're in, you know, are critical to that fabric of the communities. Not just the service they provide, but the fabric of making them the places that they are and places that people want to continue to live, continue to grow, and move forward. And I know you and I had had a conversation previously around, you know, those local residents, you know, the high school student who 
comes out of school and has an idea and wants to start a business and maybe it's not a tech company maybe it's again a car wash but he's an entrepreneur he wants to do it he becomes a small business owner and I would argue strongly that those companies are sticky I mean those are the companies that stay in the community that want to invest in the community uh, whatever industry they might be and so while I don't necessarily define entrepreneur and small business too differentially I think the bigger question, the bigger focus that I hope all the Lido's around the state really think, think strongly and hard about is not just getting pigeonholed into the thought that all entrepreneurs just mean tech businesses. There's entrepreneurs down every main street, down every country road if you look hard enough. But I think that's an important point because I, uh, I think when we have tried to do any kind of workshops or or activities focused on what was being called the entrepreneurial ecosystem we wouldn't get a whole lot of, of takers and a lot of participation because i think there is a perception as you have pointed out that when we say entrepreneur that we are talking about tech we're talking about software and that really only happens in three places in Indiana and that's around Notre Dame it's around Purdue it's around IU and so we need not apply and so I'm particularly happy that you identified the hardware store as being a, you know an entrepreneur they're they're starting a business they're meeting a need they're providing that service in the community and and that should be the essence of of entrepreneurship and among other things in in some of my experience then of working also with small business when they would come in and they would tell you their problem 90 percent of the time they perceive their problem to be money i don't have money and yet when we would spend time talking to them not having money was the result of other stuff so when you are talking about or your your counselors and your folks are thinking about some of the challenges that small businesses see what does that look like across indiana what are some of the challenges that our entrepreneurs and our small business owners are trying to overcome and that that certainly i would say um, our network with like i mentioned the thousand companies that we touch every month uh, or prospective companies financing certainly is Easily for me, to, it's easy for me to say that financing is the number one question that tends to walk through the door, as you just identified. And while it's very true that many small business owners can perceive money as the root of their problems, you know, the SBDC recognizes that there are often, to your point, underlying issues that need to be addressed uh, when it comes to that question. And therefore, our program is really structured to provide a comprehensive support encompassing all different services including that training education one-on-one -on -one counseling piece I mentioned you know when it's training in marketing strategies for example or financial management or technology advancements the SBDC ensures that entrepreneurs have access to the tools that they need to thrive when it's education and there's initiatives such as webinars and events that we're hosting you know those provide small business owners with valuable insights into industry specific counseling or industry specific trends and best practices it empowers them to make informed decisions as they move forward and moreover as i mentioned earlier at the core you know the sbdc offers those professionalized personalized counseling services recognizing 
that each small business faces unique challenges. And so engaging in one-on-one -on -one consultations, the SBDC build, builds relationships uh, with small business owners understanding that their specific needs might require providing tailored guidance to things beyond just money, root causes to things that can help reduce that angst around financial and capital barriers. Counseling, like I, I mentioned earlier, extends to areas such as business planning, it extends to financial analysis, it extends to market research, and it, it really enables the entrepreneurs and small businesses that we work with to overcome obstacles and barriers to their success. In, in a lot of communities, how does somebody access the services of the small business development center? Where, where would they go? It's a great question. And predominantly when a business is coming or getting connected to the Small Business Development Center, especially in a rural community, it's by nature word of mouth. Someone will know a local business advisor, the regional director, and be connected through partnerships. Uh, beyond that, of course, we have a very, very easy to navigate centralized website, isbdc.org. Uh, that website provides the locations and the territories for all of our regional offices, provides the contact information for the regional directors and the business advisors. Uh, it also provides a very easy to use one-stop, you know, sign-up portal where you can put in your information, your needs, create an account with our system that will automatically match you to whatever region or whatever SBDC is most relevant to your need. So you talked about though the your website the isbdc.org is that right you got it okay but uh, a number of weeks ago then IEDC launched another web portal called Connect IND which is as as I looked through that I mean it's a very very robust access point so talk if you can a little bit about how that web portal Connect IND is there to serve your clients or how that complements the, the other things that, that your folks are doing through the Small Business Development Centers. And we're very, very excited about Connect IND. First and foremost, it is a first of its kind resource uh, in the nation that's been deployed by a state and intended to be a one-stop shop for entrepreneurs and small business owners and definitely and certainly another avenue for a small business owner, prospective small business owner, to meet and get connected to their local SBDC office. We're blessed, very blessed in Indiana. You mentioned the word ecosystem earlier, which I agree sometimes can have uh, different meanings to different people uh, across the state. We're very blessed, I would argue, to have an ecosystem that's robust in Indiana. We've got, besides the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of small businesses. We've got thousands of entrepreneurial service or organizations, which could include chambers, which could include Lido's themselves. Got thousands of service providers, uh, professional service providers, lawyers, uh, accountants. Uh, we've got thousands of financial managers. So first and foremost, on the ecosystem side, to your point, I know a lot of folks that might think if they don't have a Purdue, in their community or one of those kind of institutions that they either don't have an ecosystem or can't build an ecosystem. And I would say ab ab absolutely wrong. You know, the small business ecosystem in your community and every community exists. 
it's comprised of those businesses I mentioned, it's comprised of those chambers of commerce, the local economic development organization itself, it's comprised of all those service providers. And Connect IND is really intended to be a resource that helps at a local level that entrepreneur or small business owner navigate all of those myriad numbers of resources in a productive and efficient way. And the thing that I'm really excited about, the Indiana SBDC has partnered strategically as a, as a player with Connect IND and that we have and are in the process of bringing on navigators, what we're calling navigators. So positions that will be housed locally, individuals that will be housed locally in every single one of our 10 SBDC offices across the state that know those local players, that know those local resources, and can help in real time pick up the phone and help entrepreneurs and small business owners navigate those in an efficient hmm. and effective way. Well, that's really interesting and to have that interface with the electronic, the virtual resource, but then to actually have behind that then the human touch because I think that does create more of that tailored experience for that individual entrepreneur or business owner. So I think that is very innovative. Absolutely. And, you know, culturally here, I think a lot of our Hoosiers across the state like being able to pick up a phone and talk to someone, mm -hmm. like being able to interface with a human being in real time and get, to your point, that tailored resource, that tailored partner to help them walk through the journey. And so we thought that was immensely critical when we rolled out this this portal to not just have you know the ability for someone to be self-paced and navigate the electronic resource on their own, but also have that that other side of the equation. And SBDC was the organic, natural fit for those people to uh, to be housed in. So I liked when you said earlier also about that you might have the some of those local SBDC staff people. Uh, participating in the business retention and expansion, the BRNE visits. How common is that? And how does a local economic developer make that happen as they're going out for those visits? Certainly happening out there in the market. I wish it was happening more than it was. I think that there's a huge opportunity there. Again, being local, uh, those folks. Uh, in terms of how it happens, it's really a, a relationship, a partnership that the Lido would make, or the Lido, or the the Rito would make, with that local SBDC office. But our SBDC team is more than capable of coming out and meeting with a Lido one-on-one with a company uh, qualifies as a small business to. The point of all those tools in the toolbox, we have quite a few programs here at the IEDC that our SBDCs are well-versed in, that they can provide that education and expertise in the meeting side-by-side. Side. Manufacturing readiness grants are a big one that I hear about a lot. Uh, I've actually got someone statewide that we've contracted through the SBDC that is specifically available for our clients to help walk them through and coach them through putting in an application to the MRG, and it's been very, very successful. But Beyond that, knowing that it is a partnership and relationship, Lido's I think should feel very comfortable that our SBDC is and operates very, 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 very strictly under confidential rules. Mm -hmm. Very comfortable with that, just like any economic developer would be. It's actually a federal 
requirement for us through our program. And so one of the things that I, I think I've seen when SBDCs do engage with their leaders in that way is a very deep level of comfort that everyone can respect confidentiality and still be able to sit in a room and have those trusted, deep, lay it on the table kind of conversations that a BRNE visit really needs to have. So I think the other thing that, that occurs to me is that for all of us who are in roles of being service providers, so whether it's you know being a chamber executive or a local economic developer or others who interface with those businesses, you know we come at our roles as we are managing an organization. We we are not necessarily always business people ourselves. And so when we're interfacing with some of those local businesses, we may not always know how to help them connect. So if I am in that role at the, at the local level, how, how do you help me understand how I can better help or know when to call you know, the Small Business Development Center in to help a company? Well, first and foremost, and, and I'm glad you asked that question because it, it, it raises something that I would have been remiss if I hadn't brought up. Uh, first and foremost, it, it takes a very unique, and I mentioned those hundred people that we have across the network that are staff members through our regional hosts that do this one-on-one -on -one advising or training, et cetera. It takes a very special kind of person to work on the SBDC network, and, and typically it's someone who's been there and done that. You know, a business owner, uh, it could be someone who's a senior principal at a CPA firm, someone who's been in banking, you name it. Mm -hmm. uh, folks that really know business. And besides their backgrounds of really knowing business, as I mentioned, they talk to businesses all day, every day. That's their job. Meeting with a thousand clients a month as a state, uh, we, we get to hear and see just about everything and speak small business and entrepreneur fluently. And so in terms of how the SBDC can help a Lido, like you mentioned, I know there are some Lidos that have worn business hats in the past, but then there's also some Lidos that you know, run their organization as an executive director of a nonprofit. If you're looking for a no cost, which sometimes no cost to some people means no value, I would strongly argue that the SBDC is not that. As I mentioned, we have professionals and former CEOs that are doing this work. But if you need someone that speaks small business fluently, having an SBDC staff member joining you or participating with you is a very low barrier way to be able to speak that language and add value to your conversations. And in terms of, again, getting connected, uh, it's a relationship. Everything in our industry and economic development is a relationship. But whether finding a local office online or feeling free to contact me directly at the IADC or your local BD rep through the IADC to make that warm introduction, uh, getting connected to your SBDC office should, should not be a challenge. Okay. So as we wrap up, what haven't we talked about that you feel we need to sort of get on the record here? That's a good, that's a good question. Um, I think we, we certainly have already discussed it, but I just want to reiterate, I think, the, the mention, which is, of course, a hot topic for us in this industry, is quality of life, quality of place. Okay. I just want to reiterate how important of a role small businesses and entrepreneurs play 
in creating quality of life and quality of place. Uh, I know infrastructure investments, of course, a huge piece of that, but those small businesses and communities all across Indiana, local communities all across Indiana, are really what make us, you know, the vibrant communities that we are, uh, the communities that people want to live, work, and play in. It seems to me that, that increasingly, though, as we start looking, let's say, at downtowns, I think we went through a period of time where we started to see that everything looked the same because we had a lot of chains come in and they have a role to play. But now I know, certainly as I travel around the state, we're seeing a lot more of those sort of localized restaurants, you're seeing a lot more boutique root retail, you're seeing more sort of local, you know, brew pubs that are coming into the communities that are really creating what you're talking about, that quality of life, that fabric in those communities. And, you know, as you pointed out, the people who are doing those restaurants or doing those brew pubs or who are, you know, opening like the little art galleries, they are entrepreneurs. And we may not think of that, but that really, I think, becomes the potential for a competitive advantage for communities that are trying to attract and retain workers. Absolutely, and it's, it's workforce attraction retention, and it is business attraction retention, as we mentioned earlier. You know, those are the kind of assets that when you have a big prospect come to town, uh, I guarantee you, if you're not thinking about it, those are some of the ones that you're showing off. And one of the other things that I would leave us with as our discussion uh, kind of wraps up is I know working with a lot of Lido's across the state that sometimes uh, with everything else we've got going on with our small nonprofits that we're running entrepreneurship and small business can can sometimes be hard to get to uh, just like BRNE in a lot of ways can sometimes be hard to get to and so I just want to emphasize again that you know IEDC has deployed through this program no cost resources no cost tools in your toolkit that A, have real-time information on what's going on in your community, but also can provide programming that can meet that need that maybe you can't always get to as much as you would like. And so work with them, you know. I looked at our numbers before you and I sat down for 2022. I'm not going to foreshadow 2023, but for 2022, and our SBDC network helped over 400 businesses start and not just register on InBiz, but start and get into sales and activity. We helped uh, over 5,500 different unique clients through their journey. We helped create over 1,600 jobs. We helped our clients access more than $110 million in capital between loans, grants, you name it. And we supported over 10,000, over 15,000 jobs doing the work that we do. It's such a critical part of our economy. And I come from an ag background, and so I'd probably be a little remiss if I didn't throw in um, a little bit of that gardening terminology. Mm -hmm. When I think of our strategy in the small business and entrepreneurship team here at, at the IEDC, we mentioned those assets, we mentioned that ecosystem, that soil that businesses and entrepreneurs are growing in. Our SBDC offices across the state are that trellis, you know, that support structure, the direct entrepreneurial small business support structure that is a resource not just through the IEDC but for every single Lido and Rito to be able to leverage and take advantage of in their communities. Uh, they're a core member of our team and I know as you and I have talked about, I'm really, really, really excited. I really am hopeful 
that having conversations like this and moving forward over the next year, we can get you know, some of our SBDC leadership team really more involved in the IEDA moving forward, coming to conferences, really engaging with leaders and talking about some of that thought leadership. Because I know entrepreneurship and small business is a huge topic right now. It's growing. It's growing for rural communities in particular, which are near and dear to my heart. And I'm just really happy that we're out there across the state uh, working towards this initiative. And hopefully, if nothing else, anyone that listens to this recording knows that we're a phone call away and would be more than hungry to partner. Okay. I mean, I'm glad we've had a chance to sort of update the image and the footprint of the Indiana Small Business Development Center. So thank you. I've been talking with Andrew Carty, Vice President of Small Business at the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. And we've been talking about, as I just said, the Indiana Small Business Development Centers. So Andrew, thank you for being with me. Thanks for having me, Lee. You've been listening to IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. All content on this podcast is copyright 2023 by the Indiana Economic Development Association, which retains all rights to this content. And by the way, the theme music was composed and performed by me, Lee Llewellyn. Thanks.